Hi, Chris Valentin here. Welcome to my podcast, where I hope to inspire you to transform the world within you and transform the world around you. I hope you enjoy today's episode. Well, welcome to Cultural Catalyst, where we teach you how to live fully alive, co-labor with God, and change the world. And I'm your host, Chris Valentin, and I have a very interesting guest today, Brent Dusing. <laughs> Did I get that right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And he's here with me today. He's one of the most interesting people I've ever met. He is actually a graduate of Harvard University. Woo, baby, I didn't even know that till this morning. And he's the founder and CEO of True Play, which is what we're going to talk about today, a Christ-centric game platform for kids. And True Play's mission is to transform the generations of children by building fun, world-class entertainment a platform that invites children into a world of hope, God's truth, and, and here, you're based in Austin, Texas. Welcome to the show. Thanks, Chris. It's an honor to be with you today. Well, uh, we had a conversation, I guess it's been maybe a week or two ago, and you guys were sharing, your team were on there, and we were interacting about what you're doing, because you, you're, you are actually developing video games for children to learn kingdom principles, and um, I had a prophecy, oh, it's gosh, it's had to be 20 years ago. I actually had a vision of children learning how to, how to interact with the king and learning the principles of the kingdom through video games. I actually wrote it all down, gave it to a friend of mine who was kind of like into that kind of creative sort of thing. I don't think he ever did much with it. And then um, one of my team said, man, you got, you got to meet Brent. He, he, you got to see what, he, what they're doing. And so that's, I don't know if you know that, but that's how I got connected to you. Well, I appreciate that. We, we um, you know, we do, just like you, I believe God speaks to us. I just talk to him, you know, I talk to, we talk all the time. And, and I, I'm honored to hear that. We, we feel, um, God, we see God moving, and I'm happy to talk today about some of what we're seeing God do and how lives are being changed already uh, through the True Play platform. And, you know, look, God's moving. God's, you know, God's not done uh, with America. God's not done with the world, and He's still moving, and he's, He can use all kinds of things to draw people near to Him, and we're just thrilled to be part of it and to be, have the chance to talk to you about it this morning. Well, okay, so this is a very competitive market. So I, I'm eager to hear, like, why did you decide to get in the video game market for kids? few reasons. The first is I was called to it. And, you know, I was at a point in my life, I was about to turn 40. I'd been asking myself for about a year. If you're, if you're a man over 40, you can maybe identify with this. You know, you get to a point and... In your life, and you know, in my case, I, you know, we we'd done some interesting things and had some success and had have a beautiful family, but was thinking about okay, what 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 am I going to do next? I'm not the guy to go play golf or sit and watch TV, or spend time at a country club. I wanted to, you know, what's what's the best and highest use of, of my time and my energies and my gifts and talents, and I was bothered. Part of it was. Um, I was called. I, I, I was very, you know, got a lot of uh, quite a few different people uh, speaking to me prophetically, encouraging me. Uh, one of them, you probably know, Pastor Jack Hayford was somebody. Oh yeah. Who, um, yeah, it was very encouraging to me. Jack is and, a, uh, a, a real father and uh, to our movement, and a, a real inspiration to us, and a personal friend. We, I would I would echo all of those sentiments. He he very much inspired. Um, us and what we do. He, he encouraged me. This was, this was about 10 years ago. Um, you know, he and I would talk and sit down and 
Uh, he'd always be there to encourage. That was, I think, one of his greatest strengths. I mean, people also, the other thing I think people don't re- know about Jack Hayford, who might have always, only seen him from a pulpit, is how brilliant he was. I mean, I, oh, yeah. I've met a lot of intelligent people. Oh, yeah. He is one of the most intelligent people I've ever met. And, Me and I don't know that everybody always appreciates, you know, just how brilliant he was. I'll give you one example. The last time I saw him, we had, uh, we had a late breakfast in Los Angeles at a diner that was close to his house. And uh, I showed him a game at the time was Candy Crush. And most of you remember Candy oh, Crush, yeah. a very, very popular yeah. game. In fact, at one point in Hong Kong, one out of six phones in Hong Kong actively were playing Candy Crush. Like, that's how oh, popular. Candy Crush had hundreds of millions of people playing it. It, was, it took over the world for a while. And Gosh. I showed him the game. Now, the reaction of most men who were over 60 to video games is, like people would, would say if you handed him uranium, like, I don't, I don't know what this stuff is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I can't touch And instead, he looked at it, and he just started crushing candies. Like, he, was, he immediately got it, and he was winning. And, and, and it's, I, I promise you it's the first video game he probably ever played. But, <laughs> so anyway, just a, a short digression about him and, and how powerful he was to us. And so you were asking me kind of why do we get into this. And it's, it's simply that God called me to it, and I could share a lot about you know, dreams and visions and, and God's encouragement and using other people to speak to me as well. The other thing is from a, from a more the heart of God approach, I would su- say that I was getting bothered, Chris, by what I was seeing. Yeah. Anxiety, suicide, and depression rates are all-time highs for kids. Yep. And it's because of the rise of social media on smartphones. If you look at suicide, anxiety, depression rates for kids and the usage of social media on smartphones, the trend lines are identical. They're parallel trends. Yeah. Two, you know, the average male is exposed to pornography when he's 11 years old. And that's symptomatic of the plethora of toxic content that's pushed everywhere. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, it, 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 so it's, there's so much toxicity, you know, hyperviolence, the degradation of, of people, uh, you know, demonic content, sexual content, you know, for, pushed on small, small children to a point where, and as you also know, you, you know, everything about God and the Bible and, and the name of Jesus Christ is stripped out of just about every media form, every yeah. movie right. it is. And if you ever do hear, you know, God or Jesus Christ used, they're used in derogatory, in a derogatory yeah, form. Absolutely. And so for, for me, it was looking at, wow, our culture has flipped upside down. I grew up in the 80s. So... We had a very, very different kind of culture, you know, at the time than we than we do now. And you ask, well, how do we get here? Well, it's very simple. The average person in America, unfortunately, less than half of Americans go to church, and they're on they're they're, they're only there thirty minutes a week. Most people. So you have less than half an hour of church exposure to God's word because if you stripped it out everywhere else, for most people, the only place they're going to see it is at a church. Meanwhile, the average American's on a screen fifty two and a half hours a week. And for children, wow. the, the, the plurality of that time, the biggest chunk of that time, is video games. More money and time was spent on games than movie theater, box office, wow. receipts. This year, last year, the year before that, and the year before that. It's, and, and if you're listening and you're like, that's crazy, that can't be true. I thought movies were the most important cultural thing. Let me ask you this. If you have small children in your home, or if you have grandchildren, when, ask yourself one question. For that child, how many times... In the last month, did he play a game on the phone versus how many times did you take him to a movie theater? And so we felt if we're going to go change the next generation, if we have a situation where only 31% of children believe in God, then we're in a crisis. If, If you look at the history of cultural change and degradation, 
Culture degradation is long and slow, right? If you, if you look at... Um, the, you know, you look at the stories in, in Judges, right, where, yeah. where they, they enter the promised land, and then Joshua's pretty much doing the right thing, and then you start to read forward and judge, and it's and every, everyone did right by their own yeah, perception. In, their, or in the, their own sight, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, by their own sight. Thank you. And so, you know, same thing, Elijah, when Elijah steps in in 1 Kings, you know, there had been, you know, David had followed God and Solomon had started to kind of teeter off. And then suddenly, you know, the descendants start to, you know, so by the time, um, by the time Elijah walks in, which is, you know, hundreds of years later, you have, again, this massive cultural degradation where you have, you know, Asherah poles and people worshiping, you know, yeah. false gods and really demonic, awful yeah. things happening. Um, and so culture degradation goes long and slow, and if you look at trend charts, it's not that, that a 70-year-old man stopped going to church. Yeah. It's that a whole generation was lost. Yeah. It's step functions of yeah. degradation. Um, and so we felt that's where we needed to be. That's so powerful, and I completely agree. As a matter of fact, I'm getting super inspired just listening to you because, you know, there is a... There is a um, there's a, a, a thought that is kind of circulating that that this generation is lost, that this is a lost generation and that there won't be recovery. And I, I'm like, that's crazy. I, I actually believe that this is this is a, the generation of salvation. I actually believe that God is moving so powerfully and that I believe Generation Z is going to have a massive move of God and is, is, in fact, about to experience a massive move of God, and I think it's going to be in every realm of culture. And I think that what you guys are doing is so profoundly prophetic in that you're taking a, you're taking a, um, uh, a venue, a culture you're, uh, that's already happening, and you're infusing the kingdom in it. As, you know, Jesus gave a parable that we use a lot when he talked about how the kingdom of God's like a little bit of leaven put in dough and how it makes the whole thing rise. And so, you know, if you if I if I use that analogy in the whole entertainment industry and say, wow, where are our kids getting the where are they the most getting their values and where are they most getting inspired? We have to say, well, it's in entertainment, it's in video games, it's in music, it's in it's, it's in that realm. They're teaching and training, can I say they're discipling our kids. So if we yes. can put a little bit of leaven in there, it doesn't take much to make the whole dough rise. And so, you know, uh, what, we're, what, is the, what are some of the challenges you face in, in just getting this started? And, and uh, what degree of interest have you, have you found generated for your, your, this new platform? I, I have a, yeah. actually 100 questions, but those things kind of... Sure. Mind. Well, let me, let me respond to something you said and, and, and yeah, then jump please. in. So, you know, I agree with you, Chris, that the next generation is not lost. Yeah. It, that, that God has a plan and is, it has a movement for them. And, and we know at True Play that we're one of the things he's using to do that. We're, there's certainly many other people who are rowing in that same direction sure, as well. Absolutely. But I do think it, it would be accurate to say that if it was a football game, it's halftime and we're down by about three touchdowns. Yep. That it doesn't mean we've lost, but it does mean we have work to do. Absolutely. And, and the other reality is that it only works by movement of God. Yeah. That, that, that the solution is not political. Well, if we just vote for this one guy and everything's going to change, that's never actually worked. It's the, the Christians, and it kind of gets into your question, which is what's been the hardest thing? It's getting people to actually... Uh, carry, you know, carry their cross or pick up their mat and walk. Yeah. And here's what I mean. 
The biggest acceleration, Chris, in the last 25 years has been big tech. Yeah. It's everything that you're getting through social media, especially movies on demand, all the content, yeah. the movies on demand, all the video game content. Well, those big platforms control all those things, and there's a small number of people that set an agenda that, as you know, are very antithetical to what you and I and our listeners believe. Yeah. And so the problem is there's Christians who are working at those places. And I've heard more than one of them say something like, well, I'm going to change it from the inside out. But what I find is that that doesn't happen. They say, well, I'm going to, you know, look at, look at Joseph in Egypt, look yeah. at Daniel in Babylon. Yeah, but I don't, I'm sure that happens sometimes. But yeah. what I often see happening is them being changed. They get frog boiled. It's compromising. Yeah, mm-hmm. the frog gets boiled. That's right. Yeah. Or, or compromise. And such that they're just part of perpetuating the problem. You know, at some point, you wouldn't go work for Pablo's Escobar, Pablo Escobar's drug cartel at some level. Like yeah. somebody would just say, hey, that's my line. So if, if a big search engine company is producing a third of the, is, is a third of their revenues is driven by pornography search, you sure you're going to work there? Yeah. Yeah. What do you, are there banning Christians from social, certain social media platforms? You sure, you sure you're going to work there? So when we come to them and we say, again, we pay competitive, there's great upside here that could be worth a lot of money to you and your family. It's a great place to work. There's these benefits. And by the way, it's missional. You, the, yeah. you can leave a huge legacy, something you may, you may tell your grandchildren about and leave an impact for your life and may, may result in, by the way, many people coming to Christ. And the story you hear is, well, what about my stock options at this big tech company or what, what other people think? Yeah. That's what I mean. Like That's been so much of the American Christians have become too comfortable. Yeah, I think that, you know, one of the things that you said, well, two things. First of all, I want to catch this part. You talked about halftime. You said you think it's halftime. When we went, you know, you said that, like, and really interesting, yesterday um, I was with our, our management staff of our school ministry, and I said, guys, the Lord told me it's halftime. And at halftime, you make adjustments on how you're going to win the game. So I just want to encourage you, like, I, we actually talked about halftime for a half an hour yesterday. So that was very encouraging to me. I hope it's encouraging to you, because I do feel like it's halftime. It's time for us to, as believers to make adjustments so that we can win the game. So I, I love what you said. The second thing I want to say is that, you know, vision gives pain a purpose. So, you, you know, you, you what you guys are doing it isn't just making a living, it's making a difference. And I think what you're looking for is for people that have caught the vision, that are willing to sacrifice to see the vision actually come to fruition in our, in our lives. Yeah. And I think that, you know, when you're, when you're hiring people, as you're talking about, when you find someone that has that same spirit, that has that vision to actually take Generation Z and say, we're going we're gonna to bring the kingdom of Generation Z and we're going to speak the language of Babylon, so to speak. We're going to speak the language of that generation. We're, gonna, we're, we're going to meet them where, they, where they're actually at and not say, come, come over here if you want to know the Lord. We're going to meet you where you're at. And, uh, and, we're, and we're going to make a huge difference in, the, in, in a generation and, and watch a generation turn towards Christ and actually see the world change. So I think when you find employees that capture your vision, the vision that you have articulated, not just here but in another conversation with me, I think that you get people that, I'll, I'll drive half an hour because I'm not just making a living, I'm making a difference. And, and one of those guys, you hired uh, one, of my, uh, one of our graduates out of Bethel School 
of technology, which we started really for the same core value that we, you know, we want to raise up revivalists disguised as, uh, as, as, as technologists and see them into, and see them into the information gate to see a little bit of leaven, you know, transform the information gate. And Anthony was one of our uh, graduates who you actually hired. That's right. Yeah. It's a great story. So, um, Anthony Garcia was, uh, you know, he was living in Oregon, yeah. and he was part of uh, BSST, and we found he had, he had had, Anthony's very intelligent, very, very sincere um, about his faith, he got a beautiful family, married two, two wonderful kids, and he um, had come out of the kind of uh, user interface design world, and for those of you, if, if you're listening, and you, some may be familiar, some not, user interface design is more about um, when you open up a product, how does it look? You know, the buttons, the way they pop when you touch them, where things are positioned, uh, how many different, you know, options do I need on my menu to buttons to click, yeah. those kind of things. Um, what he interviewed for, though, was a different job, which is called game design. I know they both have design on the title, but um, that's, there's a big difference between a software engineer and a mechanical engineer, right? Yeah. Or a nuclear engineer, right? So, so don't get confused. The, the, the game designer is someone, if you've played a video game, it's, okay, well, when you get to this next level, if you played Mario Brothers, you know, how high is the pipe to jump over it? How many yeah. enemies are we putting in? Where are the coins go? Um, what makes it fun? And those are the smaller details, but it's, we know, what makes it fun? What's the reason people are coming back? How do we integrate what you're doing in the game with the story we're telling? And so um, we hired him for really his first um, role in, in the game space, and he wound up taking over a game which is on the platform called the Battle of Eldivar, and it's it's a tower defense game. So what what that means is there's a bunch of bad guys coming at you, and you control the heroes. You've got to set they each have different kind of weapons and powers, and you've got to set them up to defend against. And so you may be asking, yeah, but what does that have to do with the gospel? Well, um, <laughs> so we've built this this fantastic universe of characters called the Rimverse. And you might see on my shirt there's this little girl who's a a bunny rabbit in a tiger show, costume. Show that shirt. Raise your shirt up a little bit there. There, there you go. go. Yes, we right. see it. Yep. All right. So so she's a little girl. Her name is Maple. And Maple is very much a believer in Jesus. Um, her catch line is, God tells me to be strong and courageous. But, uh, you know, just like I heard a pastor say once, God never uses perfect people because he never has any available to them. <laughs> so, so her issue is, you know, she doesn't always pronounce her words correctly, but more importantly, She's very headstrong and doesn't care about other people's opinions and just kind of blasts ahead. Well, she winds up going in this forest that's a forbidden forest to rescue a lost child whose name is Oliver. And Oliver is adopted, by the way. And Oliver kind of believes that God exists but doesn't understand why would anybody pray. What's, yeah, he's a scientist, and he's read all these books, and he knows all the facts. He's our resident know-it-all. So why would anybody pray, and where is God anyway? Because they don't talk about him a lot in my science books. And so he's also a little bit trepidatious and, and has some unanswered questions about his, his birth parents and his adoption and those kind of things. So she winds up rescuing him from these, these evil, the clutches of these evil vines he's trapped in. And they go on this adventure in the forest, but here's what's interesting. They find there's this evil queen who has corrupted and twisted the meaning of words. So if you think about the, the, <laughs> the power, the power in I'm what... I'm already if feeling read, it, brother. If you've ever read 1984, yep. um, 
you know, it, or, or looked at um, what totalitarian regimes do, they twist and change the meaning of words and what's true and what's meant. Or there's also a great book, same, same guy, George Orwell, yeah. wrote Animal Farm. Animal Farm's a fantastic book. It's a quick read, too. And it's all about, um, you know, how, you, how, how governments twist and manipulate. And so that's what she does. And she actually s- extracts all the Bibles out of the society. She takes... She, she strips all the Bibles out, and that has already happened by the time they, you know, they, they don't, they're just kids, so they're not aware that that had happened, because it, it happened a while back. So there are Christians in their society, and there are pieces of Scripture, but nobody has a whole entire Bible. And so um, there's other kids in there, uh, Lucas, who's our most popular male character, he's a skunk that wears a crocodile robot outfit, whose uh, brother died about a year ago, and he's also on the autism spectrum, but he goes on this grand adventure into space, fights a bunch of bad guys, you know, laser beams and spaceships and explosions and all the good stuff, but also ha- has no knowledge really of who God is, doesn't understand it, and has a lot of questions about his lost brother, goes on a search to try to find his brother because his mom said, well, he's up there. But he doesn't process it in the spiritual sense, right? He just thinks he's in outer space. So he flies in outer space, but he finds more about who God is, you know, than, than the, the question he was, he was looking for an answer. Um, so each of our, what I'm saying is in the rim verse. Each of our characters has their own story, their own background, um, and face a lot of the things that kids face today. They go on these grandiose adventures, but at the, the, the kind of um, one of their major battles is fighting this evil queen named Azilla, and the Battle of Eldevar is all about that. And so what, it's, what goes on in, in the story at the very end is Azilla is trying to cut down and insult the very identity of these children at their weakest point. So in other words, she goes after... Um, Benjamin, who's our kind of warrior, alpha male, kind of, uh, he's a wolverine, and he's kind of like a king, young King David. Um, she cuts him down all the time, telling him he's a coward. Because bravery is the identity God's called him to, but she cuts him down. Oof. You know, Maple, um, who, she wears a tiger costume because she wants to be rep- respected and be f- seen as fierce and strong and brave, but people don't respect bunny rabbits, so she wears a tiger costume. And so Azilla tries to cut her down. You know, you're insignificant, you're puny, you're weak. And so, just like what the enemy tries to do, he'll try to cut at your very identity, yeah. and, which is exactly the opposite of what God's called you to do. I heard somebody, a wise man say once, whatever the devil's trying to convince you of, just know the opposite's true, exactly. and focus on the opposite, right? And so, that's, kind of the, that's the story that's told inside this game that Anthony uh, oversaw, and, and it turns out that that game, The Battle of Eldivar, is one of our very best performing games, and that was his first game he's ever done. He's wow. done an amazing job. It's a it's a um, it's a great point for Bethel School of Technology. So if you'd like to go to Bethel School of Technology, check it out on Bethel's website. You might be the next Anthony. So hey, closing question: Why do you think it's important for believers to catalyze the culture around them, and what does it mean to you? I think you kind of explained that, but. How? What kind of results are you seeing from these games? What kind of feedback are you getting from kids and parents? Uh, how is it growing? You know, just just tell me like the overview of what. How, how long have you guys been going? Couple years, I think, right? Three. Yeah, we we founded we founded the company at the end of 2019, but really started in earnest in 2020. And we hired. By the way, I should say we've hired a world class team. You know, we have. Um, if you've ever shopped at Amazon and they say split this group of packages into multiple. Uh, deliveries in this part yeah. will get here faster. He built that algorithm. Uh, our head of our chief product officer, uh, Jason DeLong, literally um, ran the Farmville franchise and developed mo- many of the James Bond games 
um, our uh, head of game design is an award-winning game designer. Our, our head of story writing um, is, uh, she's, she's a very you know, successful author and, and truly just brilliant. One of our other writers has written books that have sold three million copies uh, wow. that he co-authored with Josh McDowell, who wrote Evidence That Demands a Verdict. So God has blessed us with an amazing team. And I, I wanted to point that out because I was kind of talking about, well, the biggest resistance has been more people coming on faster. But, but here's, the, here's the thing I want to encourage people about is that if you've been called to something, I promise you God has called other people to be part of it with you. That might be employees. We've had many employees who had dreams for 5, 10, 15 years that God put in their hearts, and then we called them and said, wow, this is it. And, yeah. and I think Anthony would probably tell you that story too. Yes. Now, how it's impacted children and families, here's some interesting stories. So uh, first of all, we had my co-founders and I previously built a company that had over 7 million people play our games and we had over 25,000 people come to Christ through those games because wow. we partnered with the Billy Yeah, we partnered with the Billy Graham Association. Wow. God can use I mean God uses movies and books all the time. Come Why not on. video games? It's just another form of media, right? Come on. Yeah. And and so and we're honored to partner with them. We're we're partnering with them again. And I will also bring up um, a lot of anecdotal stories. So we had one boy. So, you know, Maple, I was talking about Maple, this, this, you know, this girl who's one of our star characters. Her thing is, God tells me to be strong and courageous. Well, we write, you know, I kind of talked to you about this very kind of, you know, high-level, deep story with a lot of meaning woven in and action adventures. This is a very, very long, epic story told through games and comics and cartoons we have on the platform. Well, you know, so you write all this really heady stuff, and then we get a report back from a mom on TikTok, actually, and she goes, well, my son is six years old, and he's scared of the dark, so scared if he needed to use the bathroom at night, he wouldn't get up to go use the bathroom. But last night, he woke up and said, God tells me to be strong and courageous and ran to use the bathroom. <laughs> so you can do all the high-level esoteric stuff you want, but at the end of the day, you're just helping a kid get up in the middle of the night, um, which is cool. And so um, another story is... We've got, had a mom tell us her son was at the beach, and, you know, beaches can be intimidating because there's waves, and they're big, and they're scary. But again, he was saying things like, God tells me to be strong and courageous. We have another character uh, whose name is Ava, and her game, it's, it's the first spiritual warfare game that's been built, well, on the positive side. There's some pretty yeah. evil spiritual warfare yeah. games, but Ava and the Mirror of Truth uh, is one of our most popular games, and in Ava... She's a little girl whose parents are divorced, and she's getting bullied at school. And she has to learn that your identity is not who people say you are or who the world says you are or the enemy says you are. Your identity is who God says you are. That's what her adventure is, destroying strongholds. So there's these, evil, these little monsters that say mean things to her, and her job is to, she has a slingshot, and she throws stuff at him and blows it up, and she, she has somebody who's helping her, kind of an older, wiser mentor, almost like a Yoda-like figure with a Scottish accent. And he... He helps her realize, no, 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 your identity is you're a child of God. You're, you don't have to feel so beat down. So we know from the stories we're getting back from people that uh, lives are changing, they're learning scripture, and it's no different. You know, Chris, I, I grew up in the 80s. I was a Star Wars fan. I still yeah. am. I learned about Star Wars lore, like, hey, Boba Fett is the son of Jango Fett, who's a clone, and they lived on Kamino, blah, blah, blah. Not because I took a test but because I fell in love with the entertainment and in love with the story, and I geeked out. So the more we weave God's truth in our games, in the uh, comics, in the videos, kids just pick it up because the truth will ring true. Yeah. And children, 
you know, there's this thought that, you know, people have a God-shaped hole in their heart, right? Children yeah. know there's more out yeah. there, and they get taught. You have to be taught mm-hmm. evolution, right? You have to be taught atheism. Yeah. The instinct is that God is real, and the instinct is for love, not hate. And so we think that God's just using true play to kind of help that flourish inside the children God's already designed. You know, what's really cool about this, too, is that you're not just giving them Scripture kind of hidden in a story. You're, acti- you're actually giving them the activation for the Scripture played out in the story. So you're, you're not just saying, be brave. You're actually showing a character who demonstrates bravery in a story, in a story that's, rel- that's relevant to that generation. And, and I think that's beautiful because you can memorize Scripture verses, but it takes, it, takes, it, it, it takes a lot of interest to actually say, well, how does that apply to my life? And what you're doing is you're kind of almost role-playing through the characters. What does it look like to be brave? What does it look like to have a great identity? What does it look like to fight these demonic thoughts that, you know, the, the Bible says that the devil accuses us day and night? And, 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 and you're able to use these characters as almost, you know, like, like, almost like Bible characters to walk out what you're actually teaching them and not just getting to memorize uh, um, you know, a, a verse or, or an idea or a concept or a core value. It's really powerful. I completely, thank you. I, I completely agree. You know, there's, there's a story, well, there's, a, there's an adage when you're educating people, particularly children, but really anybody, some learn by hearing, some learn by seeing, some learn by doing. Well, in so many cases, video games is doing, you know, and, and it is. video games, just as you were saying, you're playing these characters, you're taking actions, you're making choices, and so hopefully that's something God's using to kind of train and disciple. And I know that may sound, if you're listening, wow, that's silly, you know, discipling people with video games, but unfortunately, a lot of the school shootings, you go, you'll go look at that, violent content, the Uvalde shooting happened last year, an hour, two hours away from the office I'm sitting in. Yep. That kid was playing an online shooter, lost. He said, I'm going to go shoot some kids, and sadly, that's what happened. And you'll, you'll, you'll see in every case I've seen, if you get through the media garbage and you really read the stories of these people yep. who, the, who were the perpetrators of the shootings, there was always toxic content involved. And that started in Columbine, it was true in Uvalde, and in the Nashville shooting. So I'm, I'm only bringing that up to say that um, clearly video games can be used to impact people's minds and hearts. Absolutely. Let's use them for a positive. We let you know, and we exist as True Play to inspire. We want people to know that God loves you, that you have a purpose, that you were fearfully and wonderfully made, yeah. that the Bible's so true, cool. that Jesus Christ is a real person who was, you know, walked on the earth and died and was resurrected. And your destiny isn't, you know, death and condemnation either, but it's eternal life and flourishing. But the only answer to that, the key is. Is Christ, and so we, we hope that that's a message that spread through the entire youngest generation. And again, just thrilled to talk to you about it today, and appreciate all the work that you do, and, and Pastor Bill, and all the wonderful musicians you guys have. And uh, it's just it's an honor to be uh, you know rowing in with you guys. Well, I really appreciate it, and I you know I've got twelve grandkids, so you know from ages uh, one all the way to twenty four. So you know I I, I I've, I'm extremely aware and involved in their life. And I'm like, okay, instead of saying no video games or you've got limited time, like you've got a half an hour a day, you know, I just want to appeal to parents right now. What what would happen if instead of, you know, basically wrestling with your kids to get them off of the screen, 
if you were able to say, hey, I want you to play these games, Let, let's get, and then, and then they actually love the game and they want to play that game. And you, you know, you, you actually have a friend in parenting, you have a friend in grandparenting who, who's actually, it's like eating a food that's good for you that still tastes good as opposed to, you know, I'm eating broccoli and my parents are telling me it's good for me. And, and I, I just want to say, like, can you imagine earnestly, you know, 10 years from now, what could happen if this goes viral and kids start playing video games and they find Christ, and they get interested in God, they understand spiritual warfare, they, 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 they get insights into the schemes of the devil, they understand that they're not all their thoughts are their own, they understand how to fight those thoughts, and through video games, and this was the vision I had, we would teach kids how to walk in kingdom ways through video games and teach them about just the things you're doing, spiritual warfare, identity, core values, how to prosper, how to work ethics, good character, core, good core values, how to live from virtues and not you know, uh, stances instead of circumstances, teach them about sexual health. All these things can be taught through video games, and you guys are just getting started. So imagine what, imagine what true play is going to look like 10 years from now, and, and imagine the impact it can have. So, well, you can tell I'm sorry. I'm getting really excited about it. Okay, so you can learn more about True Play at True, T-R-U, Play, P-L-A-Y, Games, all one word, dot com, right? That That's it? right, thegames.com. That's right. Cool. You can buy a subscription at TruePlayGames.com. So it's, it's one app. It's a bunch of games. It's, very, you know, it's priced just like any other subscription service you might, you might use. Um, there's no ads. There's no in-app purchases. There's no chat rooms. Um, our, everything we do is done with four core tenets. Fun. It has to be fun. Chris was talking about let's eat food that your kid loves. It's almost like we're serving chocolate cake, but the chocolate cake has protein and calcium and vitamins, and it's healthier than a breakfast cereal you're going to give your kid. We don't sell Robitussin, yeah, right? Which exactly. is, I know that doesn't taste good, but you need to drink it to help your yeah. cough. No, no. Your kid's going to love it. And, and I can promise you, in, in the, what we're seeing, the responsiveness, our consumers, our kids, our parents love this product so much that they're using it more than the top multi-billion dollar kids educational apps that are out there. We see that. Like, we see the return rates and the usage rates and the frequencies. They love it. Number two, it's done with excellence. And I know that's something that's important to you, Chris, and, and your yes. ministry as well at Bethel. You know, the, the, it, you know it, it's, it's stable. It, the games really work well. Um, the execution and the writing, um, the, the voice acting. Three, it's done with beauty. You know, we serve a God of beauty. And I think you've we done do. a tremendous amount uh, of that in, in the music you've produced. Yeah. Um, Christians, unfortunately, from the late 1800s until uh, <laughs> about, about 10, 15 years ago, we kind of dropped that, that mantle. Yeah. But, but it was true by the time Constantine accepted Christ until the late 1800s. So, so beauty is something that is synonymous with worshiping the Lord um, and so, and then the last thing is that our guaranteed appearance is every piece of content we make, every piece of content we make contains God's truth. Some are games based on the Bible. Uh, we have a game called Stained Glass where you play through the Old Testament story. We have a new game coming out early next year called King David's Battles, all about King David and how a boy becomes a man. Um, all the characters I was telling you about, this big story of the Rimverse and Maple and Oliver and Lucas, those are multiple games that are told, uh, stories that are told throughout multiple games. But every piece of content is going to be about 
either the Bible or, or somebody's spiritual walk with the foundation of Scripture, and, and you can trust that, and that's our promise to parents. And so um, we just say yes to that vision you've, you've seen, and we say, we say yes and amen, and we're just leaning into what God has called us to. And, um, and we know, as I said, it's, it's halftime. God's not done. And just because we're down on the scoreboard, just because 31% of kids believe in, in God, what if it goes from 30 to 40 to 50 to over half of kids believe in God? It wouldn't just change our cities. It would change our, our nation. It would change the world. Yeah, and to all your parents, it would change your family. Brent, thank you so much. It's been great partnering with you. By the way, we have created a partnership because we just really believe in what you're doing. We want to get the word out. We want to see our kids disciple for Christ. What if we get people, what if we get our kids addicted to Jesus through video games? Thank you so much. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. And uh, God bless all of you. I, I pray that you'll check out this video game. Uh, give us feedback too. We'd love to hear feedback on, on uh, how your kids love the game and suggestions. Thank you very much. See you later. Thanks, Chris. Honor to be with you. God bless you. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast. To stay connected, you can sign up for my weekly newsletter at chrisvalentin.com forward slash subscribe. God bless you.